lives now. Capital 263. What up, what up, how you doing? Welcome to Nayo and the other guys and figuring out life in 30 or so minutes, which is never true because life, yeah, life, life, life sometimes. Your life, life gets lifey. You know what I mean? And 30 minutes is not nearly enough to figure it out. But thankfully, today on the show, I've got two people who actually, the funny part, Mark was introduced to me uh, through Miriam. So today, it's like I would have never known Mark had it not been for Miriam. And I think, probably, um, I, I, you know, I vibe with Mark a lot more than I vibe with Miriam nowadays because Miriam is like super busy. Oh my gosh. Uh, Miriam is always busy and stuff. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, so Mark, how are you doing? I'm good, my guy. Hey. It's, uh, it's been a while. I know you've been <laughs> It hasn't been a while, Mark. I was at your house recently. Uh, so oh, it yes. hasn't been a while. I came to my house on, what is it, that Monday. Mm. I, I have to say, it? Mark is, very, is a very neat guy. Mark is the type of guy where he's got like uh, slides like for outside. Huh? And then when you come into the house, then he's got like this Japan version type shoes for the inside. You don't just walk into Mark's house without like, you know, sh- like just wearing your shoes from outside you have to slide into those like slop slops that he provides for visitors but then he didn't provide no slops or anything i just had to go in and you know become barefooted in his house mark is like a chakra hand you know you to go in room, like yeah. you do on your way you had to go in row just like how you do on your wedding <laughs> okay <laughs> wow. i don't know why okay i don't know like listen guys i have got sunday school parents listening to this podcast and i'm like i don't know what they think but it is what it is which is in any other like there is no other better way of going through marriage except you know the particular way which you know mark just described because you know that's the beauty of it right miriam <laughs> right <laughs> <when> I. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got our very favorite uh what, what do we call you a baker a gift maker uh you know uh i i'm a happiness okay I, I was gonna say happiness chase a baker uh gift person i'm i'm officially i'm officially someone's cake person like do you know how many times i have like people going miri i need a cake for this and it's like i'm team time so i'm now like i've now finally registered that i'm actually someone's cake person like the mm. first person someone thinks of when they need a cake for anything which is amazing so yeah i guess that makes me someone's cake person Miri is the plug guys no no miriam is dope at what she does i have uh bought gifts from Miriam to pass on to uh, you know you know friends but Miriam can you please tell me what has been the success rate of you know the facilitation of Mjolo from the gifts that you know are purchased from your establishment because they ain't never worked with me <laughs> funny enough I, I have this one client who like regularly uh, bought things when he was macking on his girlfriend, like the girlfriend, well, at the time, like the friend he was macking on, she stayed in Zimra Park. Well, she still stays in Zimra Park. And I think every two weeks, we would send like flowers and chocolates and flowers and donuts and cupcakes, flowers, and now they're together. So, yeah. <laughs> two weeks, every two weeks. 
it was every two weeks or so. And I'm still, and the cool thing is I'm still actually sending gifts to like the girlfriend and stuff. Like recently he had an order on Friday, I think, or mm. sat- a Saturday morning. And he's like, wow. yo, Miri, I need those flowers and what, what, what. And I'm like, yeah, you know me. I got you, my guy. So yeah, that I have actually successfully, um, you know, ushered in new relationships with my gifts and stuff, which makes it's me about you. I, I think one of the most, most coolest things about Miriam's gifts is if you describe uh, what it is that you're trying to do, like she can actually give you a second or so to kind of think about the type of lines you want to put on the gifts. And I really do appreciate that about Miriam. Uh, like, because there's an actual, so if you read her blog, Miriam is a very wordy person. She's got all these really, she's got, she's got a way with words and it translates in the gifts that she makes for people. And I really appreciate that about Miriam. And I think if you're one of those people who's like looking to talk to a girl who wants to see the meaningful, meaningfulness of your words, you should probably get uh, a potted plant from Miriam and, and she comes with her bars and stuff. So, you know, shout out to your business, Miriam. Now, this is what you call supporting your friends' hustle. This, this, what I just did. Oh, wow. Right. I'm just saying. Right. I'm just saying. Thank you. And I, I, yes. I, I appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. I'm so, sure, I, I'm sure I've actually gotten a lot of business because of you. And I know I've gotten a lot of business from people's recommendations. And I really do appreciate that. And the name of the business is? Captown Cakes. Well, it's now Captown Gifts and Confectionery because we've gone beyond cakes. Mm. But uh-huh. on socials, it's cupped on cakes. Shout out to Miriam. So let's. Um, I, was, I was also gonna say Miriam should now start making breakup presents. I'm just saying. Wow, yeah, that would make sense, right? Like, there's a thing called gupuro. I don't know what I'm gonna ten bond and then chat opera. Nah, exactly. girls, girls like money too much, but they want presents to make on them. Then they also want presents to break up with them. Yeah, y'all are wild. But let's let's get to a, <laughs> let's get to a bond. <laughs> Did you see the, the, the song I think about ending? I haven't okay. because I want to laugh at it properly, but I will. I will listen. Uh, yeah. I'm telling you, I will hey, Let's get to about a week ago, guys. Let's get to about a week ago. Our listeners should be warned that the next part of this show could be a bit disturbing and it might um, awake emotions and thoughts and feelings that might be uncomfortable to go through. Um, we do not want to offend anyone in the segment, but we do understand that some of the things that we may say may sound offensive. Okay, about a week ago. Um, so uh, about a, a, approximately a week ago, uh, we woke up to the news of a 14-year-old memory machaya uh, who passed away at a, a, a religious shrine, which was later on identified as, I think it's a, one of the Johanne Marange shrines. And it seems as if she passed away either during childbirth or after. And you know, one of the circumstances that led to her passing away is because that church, I think one of the rules of those churches is that they do not go to hospitals. Now, I know that's not even the worst bit. The worst bit is the 14 year old girl pregnant. And, and and from what I think I've read uh, on many uh, publications that the, the baby actually survived, but memory uh, sadly lost her life. Now, there was a lot of outrage from many 
um, sectors of our society, obviously, uh, because, you know, we bring back the question of ending child marriages and, and she clearly was part of a system which, uh, part of a church actually, which promotes child marriage. I want to be very respectful because, you know, there's a whole group of people who go to this church and, you know, you might know someone who goes to it, but at the same time, I want to be very truthful of how absolutely saddening the practice of child marriage is and that it is within an institution of a group of, 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 of church and church which is meant to represent a lot of things, love, care, and, 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 and stuff, it just doesn't make sense to me how little girls, 14-year-old girls, 15 sometimes, 16 even, you know, 13, 10, I, I, don't, know, I don't know which ages, but clearly she got married at 13 and then at 14, and then you've got this child marriage thing going on. So obviously there was uh, also a lot of backlash, um, and then the UN ushered a statement, and, you know, there was a hashtag in Justice for Memory and all that, now, I was having this conversation with Mark uh, I, when I visited him, and he told me something very interesting. Mark uh, told me that he actually was a member of that church at some point, to which I was super shocked. And, you know, Mark is always jokey, but he, he, he had a, like a sad face. And Mark is here today, obviously. Because uh, I was like, you know, if you want, let's let's talk about this experience of yours in the podcast. Um, first of all, before you know, we get to why Mark left the church and and how how it's even seen as permissible to have children at that age being married, like from the church's perspective, like what goes into that religious practice, you know. Uh, I want to know, Miriam, what what are your thoughts on on what happened? Well, yo, when I when I saw the story, I think it was last week, it was it was really sad um that this was going on. And um what's even sadder is it's not it's not the first story and it's not the last story that we'll hear about um, you know, young kids getting married and young kids having kids and whatnot. Um yeah, it's 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 quite sad. It's really devastating. But Sure, I don't know. <laughs> it's really sad. And and before before I I hit Mark with the questions, I think one of the one of the things that was evident on social media was you you then had I think certain political leaders trying to engage with the church, and it always felt like they were trying to be politically correct and nice with like they they weren't like smacking them like you stop that and you know. Someone was like, what, what is it about the church? What do they have? And then someone's like, boats. And I think one of the things we need numbers. to understand, numbers, you know, one of the things we need to understand, it's quite a big church and it represents a big section that certain political interests could be aligned to. But at the same time, also, even outside, you know, the idea of numbers, I don't know how much outrage works to change a system like that, because which is my question, is our anger, going to ever work to change this because like Miriam said, this has happened for a while. Now, Mark, uh, when you saw this, tell me what went through your mind. Uh, I couldn't finish reading the story, mm. to be honest. Why? Because, uh, because like what Miriam said, it's not the first time that this has happened. It has happened many times. Mm. Some I even heard 
during my time within the church, mm-hmm. but uh, nothing happened, right? So I couldn't finish reading the story. I was just like, you know, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I just couldn't finish reading the story. It was just, it just hit me in a certain way mm-hmm. due to experiences and all of that. And yeah, it's, yeah, I couldn't finish it in the story. That's all I'm going to say. Now, Mark, <clears throat> tell me, when did you first realize that the church that you were going to did this? Uh, okay, so I think, give context. Mm-hmm. I, I, I grew up in this church. Uh, the Juan Marangi Church. I grew up in it. My parents got married in it. Like the whole family, basically, even the Kumusha folks. It's been a family church. So I was part of it basically since birth. And you know, it is as you grow up, uh, you're going to church because that's what your parents are said to do. But even then, there are always stories about this church, right? Mm-hmm. And you even remember when like when you met up and you asked me like, so how did you even tell people that you went to this church? And I said I did it. And, and that's it. I never it's something that I never said out loud to people because of the various stories that always came out of it. So in most cases you find that I used to to just pick another church and just say, oh yeah, I go to this church and, and keep moving because I I didn't want to be associated with this. But mm. it, it only longer as I grew older, uh, let's say form one, maybe just push longer that I did not want to, to be associated with this news because I was just like, nah, I, this is not cool. So, but I had to keep on going because um, because of family. First, from my parents, and then after my parents passed away, my grandmother, and there was no way you could say no. It's I don't know I don't know how I should say this, but it's only after my grandmother passed away that I was like, yeah, I think now the whole became a bit loose. That's when I I started just pulling myself away. But to answer your question, uh, you know, I started noticing some of these things as in as grade seven, mm. right? Because now, remember, you, you grew up in a community whereby you have some of these church members around you. They have kids, girls, rather, who maybe you go to the same school with. Right, you might play together with them, and you grow up with these people. You play with them. You start getting to know them, but after at a certain point, you start missing from school. They're not coming to school. You don't get to play them with, with them more often. You can't ask because they're like, oh well, whatever, right? And they just disappear from. From your circle, and again, you you don't know who to ask. You don't know what to ask because you're just like, oh, okay, maybe they're not there. So 
Yeah, I can say around grade seven, that's when I started noticing it. And that's when I started paying attention to, to just some of these things, friends, some of them who, who might know, start, they start disappearing from, from your circles, from school, even from church. You don't see them that often, or they come once in a while, but you don't get to talk to them. And yeah, that, that was it. When you think back at your time there, what was the basis of that sort of practice? Or what is the basis of that sort of practice? I don't know if you had grown up to understand, you know, why that it's why it's done, especially I think it's because, and, and I know that lots of, a, a good section of men in the church are also quite are polygamous as well. But what what's, what goes behind it? What's the justification of it from a from the culture of the church? What what <laughs> makes it right? Like, what is the ah? Oh, we do this because that. Uh, to to be honest, I I I never found an answer to it. Uh, mm. It was all. It, I, I guess it starts from the point of. Uh, you know, be fruitful and multiply wah, 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 uh, that statement, right? And they mm. break it up with certain scripture from their own specific Bible, mm. right? Which they read from. And I guess it comes from that. As to why they then say, uh, you know, like, why specifically young girls? I honestly don't know. I, I never got to find out that part. Do you feel like some of the men in there don't like it, but because, you know, like you stated, you were part of the church, they were family ties to it, that some guys, uh, and it's kind of hard to even think about, like guys who wouldn't want it, but then it's forced on them. Do you think yeah, some, yeah. some men are, are also kind of prisoners to, to that, are beholden to doing it because it's one of the things that, uh, make give them a sense of belonging to that church because surely there's a Mark out there, right? Who's like, this is not cool. But if Mark had stayed, would he have felt like he, or would he, would he have been, would he have felt like he was compelled to do it too? And all of a sudden, he's on the other side of a hashtag. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They were there. Mm. So I, you know, if a couple of people, right, mm. uh, whereby. For the longest time, these guys tried to have one wife, mm. but almost pressured every now and then to say, yo, fam, bro, how far? When, when are you getting the next wife? Mm. Right. And I even remember of this other guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, this guy who we stayed with quite a while. Mm. Same church. He had his wife, right? Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, so the wife's little sister came came through. Mm-hmm. And then two or three months down the line, this wife's young sister was now this guy's second wife. wife. Yeah. And oh. I put that. And, and that to me, that was just like, it didn't make sense. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. You know, I was still young. I think back then I was around grade six, grade seven, when, when mm. that happened. Like, oh, wow, okay. And then, yeah, I know of a couple of people 
uh, who try to have one wife, but the system uh, always kept forcing them or rather pushing them towards taking a second wife, taking a third wife, right? And and the and did the wives necessarily have to be young children, girls? Yeah. Or it's just ah <laughs> young I, I I don't know. I I'm I'm not sure. Mm. Uh but yes, like I said, there were times whereby, like I said, friends who you don't see anymore, and next thing you know, you never see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I guess it's a church thing, right? It's a mm-hmm. church thing. The unfortunate or unfortunate part is I I then I never got the chance to find out more because I then left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I left. That was from. Form three, mm. right? That, that's when I can say I, I effectively left the church. But it, it had obviously affected me in certain ways, you know, uh, which I'm sure I mentioned to you when mm. we were together. And yeah, and that's why I then said to you, in as much as maybe you find I, I get it. You might not understand it, and you might try to 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 be cordial about it. Mm. But as and based on experiences, I won't because for the most time, I it, it made me feel some type of way about this. All of this made me feel some type of way mm. because I was I was affected directly by by all of this, and that pain makes me feel some type of way about this this church right and that that's just my my standing point of it i i what go um i wanted to ask like if there were guys like you what 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 do you think um the guys want to leave like what's stopping them from leaving uh family i guess family ties i guess i guess that's that being the biggest thing you 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 don't you don't understand that the the effects or the reach of family has on you and and you may be wanting to leave because i'll give myself an example right uh like i said I, my parents grew up in me right uh and after after my parents the pattern to make sure that I continued to go to church was passed on to my grandmother, who started living with us in Blauai, right? But after my grandmother passed away, no one else was in the vicinity to, to monitor that we go to church. So why that is, it's because the person who I then started living with after my grandmother passed away, uh, like my my uncle, my uncle had left it when it came to life, right? Mm. And on his part, uh, sorry to say this, on his part, he was only making us go to church because my grandmother, who was his mother, made 
that directive like these children need to go to church. So I, I guess that was his main reason. But after my grandmother passed away, he also just chilled about it, right? Never put under pressure to like, there yeah, you go to church, wah, wah, wah. It never happened. And I guess as a result, that was... Would you my... say there was any type of good that came from this church or that comes from this church since it's still kind of standing? Uh, Mary, <laughs> I've lost a sister because of this church. Really sorry to hear that. Really sorry to hear that. Right. I've lost a sister because of this church. Uh, My others, I have two sisters. My other sister, both admitted in this church. Uh, My other sister is still alive, but but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So like I said, it it hits differently. It hits directly. And that is why I feel a certain type of way. I've lost a sister because of this church, simply because of the whole notion of you don't take people to the hospital, mm. right? That hurts. Losing a family member because they can't get the care, the medical care they need because the church said they can't go to the hospital. Mm. That is me, right? Uh, my sister, my other sister, is still within the church and yeah, you can see the effects on on how we get along. It's it's not the best, and I wouldn't say there is tension, but because of of then my new beliefs and all of that, we we are not as close because of that, right? And that's where you're like, I don't see any good coming from this, to be honest. Yo, that's that's a lot, Mark. That's a lot that you have to deal with, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, it's quite a lot. And I, I'm absolutely grateful uh, that you can share because a lot of people don't... I think a lot of... Some of the noogies, I'm sure some of the noogies know, but some people probably don't understand what it feels like, how the pain is so far reaching. Yeah. Um, when, you, when, when we talked about it, you... you you mentioned something about um, certain rules that don't allow um, maybe girls, ladies not to communicate as much. Um, I don't know if you can speak on it. Uh, like, because I guess I, if I was going to ask a question on the other side is what sort of things could probably stop some girls from escaping and and this is a very big ask because these are like 13 year olds sometimes 14 and maybe even even the ones who are above the age of consent under this um sad like the sad practice right uh what sort of barriers do they are there that kind of stop them from speaking out sometimes um I think the biggest is this church tries to almost cut you out from from the rest of the world. Mm. For example, they are not allowed to go on WhatsApp. Mm. For starters, they're not allowed to go on WhatsApp. One of the main reasons why I guess I don't talk to my sister a lot. It's yeah, they're not allowed to go on WhatsApp, first and foremost. Two, there is there is this huge 
overt disdain about the secular world, quote unquote. Mm. You know, they ha- they always preach against this, you know, the secular world. Dare I say they even preach against educating kids, right? Mm. And they know that the moment you open these kids to, to this thing, they will start questioning them. So the best way to keep you within the system is to keep you locked within the system. Right. Mm. Uh, education is not, is not, you never hear them talk about education. And it's, it's even scarier now on the girl child, whereby after form two, form three, form four, this person is already being told to get married, right? Mm. And you're like, what the, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Almost, I almost went through the same process, but <laughs> that's a story for another day. Mm. But yeah, they, they try they try to keep you with, within the church and so that you're not exposed to some of these things that, that from the outside world, so that you don't have any support system from outside and your support system is within the church. And once you, your lifeline is within the church, then they know that they, you can't do anything because you can't go anywhere. You can only do anything within the church. And that way they keep you in and they know that it's, it's going to be perpetual, right? Mm-hmm. You, your kids, your grandkids, and all of that. Um. Mark, do they also groom young men the way they groom the young women? Could he at like after form two or whatever you get married? Um, is it the same for the guys as well to say when you reach 16, you're supposed to have your first wife, when you reach 20, you're supposed to have your second wife, something like that? Um, is it does it apply uh, to the guys as well? Funny enough, it, it doesn't. I wouldn't say it does because okay, uh. Okay, so for starters, right? For starters, the, the whole church is 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 set out sitting arrangement, right? Mm-hmm. Like on the so we, we you, you sit on two separate sides. Guys sit on one side, the the females sit on one side, right? On the female side, the first the front line occupied by these young girls, right? And behind the young girls, we have the rest of the females, the married women, Antica. But on the guy side, the front part is filled by, by the old guys. And the young boys are at the back. Figures why these people do that, so that you know you can you can scope out the, the potentials. Right. So I, I guess on the guy side, it only starts maybe, let's say, around, give or take, 23, 24, as you get older and you push more to the front, right? And then they start, you know, telling you these questions, oh, now time for you to get married, blah, blah, blah. So as you as you move up the, the line on the guy side, you know, then it starts, oh yeah, now you should get married, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you get married, you find your first wife. Uh, 
find your second wife and 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 all of that so on the guys i would say it's a bit easier but it's now ingrained you know due to like i said how they try to cut you out from from the rest of the world and and keep you within the church uh, but as you get older you know you know like how it is the more you the more you, you spend time in the system the more you you pick up its traits and you, you end up doing the same so in as much as they might not uh verbally or openly teach guys about these things but it's now more of a psychological thing it's now ingrained you know and the more you spend time church, the more time you spend in the church the more you pick up on these uh practices and at the end of the day you will see yourself doing it. um it is incredibly difficult to think that uh, at such a time uh, these things are happening to children. Now, because I belong to a church and a lot of things are misunderstood about a church, sometimes I just stand here and ignore thinking, well, they don't get it. So, but in my case, we're talking about things like tithes, like, oh, why do you guys pay 10% of your salary, you know, to church? And, and many people phrase it in so many different ways. And sometimes you think, you know, I'm not going to argue with them because ah, whatever. So sometimes when I'm trying to approach this conversation, I'm trying to approach it from a way of there are people who grew up in this church and probably defend it to the bone. They probably defend marrying and polygamy. And, but it becomes very difficult for me to even think of where is the defense for this because everything that is a result of things like child marriage just sounds so contrary to what I feel like church should be promoting from a, from a person who looks outside and from a person who is, belongs to a church themselves. So I, I would like to extend my um, empathy and to anyone who has been affected by such, anyone who's, who's lost someone because of that. And uh, I, I think Mark said, like, when I wants to be cordial about this, it's because I feel like so many people are trapped within the church. And maybe it's actually offensive for me to even say that they are trapped. Um, but I guess from my own limited point of view, this is what it looks and feels like. And I'm a person who does not at all support child marriage. And I do not understand how you would ever do it. But at the same time, again, because I don't belong there, which is why I think it's great to have Mark there, who's like, yo, I, I don't even like it either. Um, now, because there was a lot of outrage, I'd like to ask you, Mark, we on Twitter hashtagging, you've got, you know, pressure groups saying this and that. But then this isn't a new issue, is it? It... It's not. Does our outrage work for anything? No. <laughs> yeah. It, it hasn't. Because I, I think we mentioned at the beginning, right, while we were off, talking about why, why are these people allowed to continue doing this, right? And like we said, there's political ties to all of this. So, because of allegedly, that, no, we know they are online. Okay, no, just call it a B, right? We know their political ties to 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 this joint. We know, right? So, because of that. They have a certain backing which they know that they where they get their power from, and they know that they can continue doing what they're doing. 
because they have certain political ties, they have certain people who, who you know, would let them get away with it and it won't change. As long as they have those backing, as long as they have that backing and they have that perceived power due to political involvement, nothing will change. But then will talk, everyone will talk, but nothing will change. But there wasn't the but on the but on the news there was a very uh you know very um poignant statement about it. I'm forgetting who it was. She spoke on the news, uh speaking against they were on the news, there was on they were on 263 chat, they were on all different platforms where you were speaking against it. And this is from a leadership perspective. I dare say political, but it's from um, a leadership perspective. Do you think that will do a lot, enough, like a powerful statement against? Do you think that uh, some of our political leaders, some of our community leaders going there and saying, no, Vananga, I say, I didn't even like the statement. Like, I didn't even like that. You know, which translates to, oh, no, just let them grow up and let them get educated. And then you can get married to them. And technically it makes sense. But to me, it just felt wrong. Oh, nice. the, the way it was said. And, and, and I think that these people, these leaders, the community person who was speaking was trying to be, um, trying to be cordial. trying to be very nice so that he didn't offend. But I don't know if that's a good approach. But I it's also not. don't know if outrage is a is an approach right. that works either. Because I'm trying to think, so what can society do? An outright ban enforcement. I mean, you said if it's political ties, then it feels like there's nothing that can be done, right? Yes, yes, the kicker, bro. Do you realize that when this girl passed away, these people were at church? In a time when we're saying that there's a lockdown and one should be a church, do you mm. realize that? Mm. So that alone should tell you that that if if these people can defy the law and be at a gathering when you are saying that we're not allowing gatherings, what does that tell you? What does it tell you? Mm. It yeah. means that, yeah, what does it tell you? Let's start there. If these people when this girl passed away, if they were at church and were saying that we, are, we, we banned all gatherings, including church gatherings, but these people are at church, what does that tell you? Yeah, it says there's a culture of impunity so until, somewhere. Until we have legislation that totally bans underage marriages, then this will keep going on, I'm sorry to say. Yeah, until the constitution is amended to, 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 to those extents whereby it's written down in black and white that you can't marry a girl under the age of 18, then nothing will change because having the, the I think, right, I'm not so sure about the constitution. Uh, right now, there's only what it only speaks of age of consent, mm. right. That, that's all it does. Nothing about about me. I think marriage is eighteen. Consent is sixteen. Should be. I think that's the law. Um, Miriam, I don't know if you've got any other questions. Um, but I guess my question is, how do we move on from here? 
Miriam, what do you think? I think, um, I, and, and I mean, we could say that there could be legislation, of which I, I'm sure there is, um, that goes against um, child marriages. But I think um, it starts, I guess it starts from within the group of people where things aren't right. Like, you know how people say a culture changes over time. I think um, within a certain a church is a certain culture, right? So maybe within that certain church, if they are change makers, um, even if there are a few, and that can then sort of change for the better, um, that could be a start. Um, I, I don't know how they would have to do it, but but that could be a start. And just, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I think that that would work, but other than that, I I don't know. Hey, I I don't know if if the outrage that people are having can change anything. Maybe it could, or maybe it might put pressure on the groups. But my hope would be that internally there could be a transformation, and someone within may be able to stand up and say, you know what, um, I like this church because of A, B, and C. But I feel like the direction in which we're going right now is not a good one. And we need to change. Um, we need to change this whole issue of, of getting young girls um, into marriages. We need to change this whole issue of, you know, like, like we need to change the bad bits. And I'm sure, I'm sure they, they might be good in within the churches. I, I asked Mark if there was any good that, he thought there was in the church, which I'm sure there is, but I feel it needs to be an inside out um, rather than an outside in because outside in can only, there's only so much the outside can do to change the inside of that church. Mark, um, I want to say thank you so much for sharing with us uh, your experience. I know there's so much more that you you have experienced that you might not be ready to share uh, some that is really difficult to talk about, but for the sake of our own understanding of everything going on, and I'm sure the listeners as well, or those who are part of the church who might have had similar experiences, or maybe those who want to disagree with you, but I am grateful that, you know, you, you were open to us about it in this manner. Uh, thank you very much. And I really do wish, uh, your loved ones and everyone affected negatively by any practice, practiced by any church, the best. And um, I think, you know, the best way we can, let's protect the child. Let's protect the girl child. Let's protect the girl child, not forget the boy. But right now we're talking about the girl child um, because, you know, the big difference could be made uh, by just allowing children, girls to grow. And it is it is incredibly sad. Um, it is incredibly sad that that is the current situation in a country that we call our own, in a in a beautiful religion called Christianity, that such things are happening. And you know, so many lives being affected, so many lives lost, so many children sick, birth complications, like you know, so much we could go on. But I I, I really do wish for the best. Um, yeah, uh, let's. Ooh, yeah, let's let's take a break and let's 
get two hashtags on the comms. I, I don't know if we'll be able to get to the feeling station because I'm sure we're already in there by you know the first few minutes. But let's let's get to the hashtags. <laughs> In hashtags and dark comms, oh my gosh, I'm trying to be happy, but there's nothing to be happy about. In hashtags and dark comms, I woke up this morning, right? And there was a talk about, you know, Kev the Wedding Planner. Now, when Kev the Wedding Planner trends, you better know that there's a lot of pressure that's coming to guys. So what happened? There's money involved. There's money involved. Lots of, <laughs> Lots of stack. So, in case, so there was... Uh, I don't know, Miriam, I want you to know from your experience what you saw today. Because I'm going to explain it my way, but people have heard me talk in the social. Miriam, let's see you. You, you are, you are low-key in the same industry Kev is, but not quite. Tell me what you felt. Tell me what you saw. I'm low-key. I'm like the lower end of what Kevin the Wedding Planner does. Okay. For those who don't know Kev the Wedding Planner, for those who don't know Kev the Wedding Planner, can you please kind of describe it or t- tell people about it? Um, Kevin the Wedding Planner is a top, a high-end wedding planner, but he doesn't just do like weddings. He does like events and proposals, but like by high-end, we mean like proposals in like, um, I remember he did a proposal on like Kariba and it had like all the bells and whistles, like the red carpet, with the candles, with the lights and the chandeliers. Kevin the Wedding Planner will like, go to the ends of the world to get you your dream event, which is mostly weddings. But he does bridal showers and baby showers as well. So, Mm. yeah. The past as well. Include the past. What you told me in the morning. Tell them. Oh, oh, okay. So what he did recently. Oh my gosh. I saw this on Instagram. (laughs) So apparently this guy... Um, he surprised his wife. There was like this huge ass box in the middle of a field. Apparently this took place at Harari Sports Club. This huge, imagine this huge gift box, which is like the size of like a cottage. And it's got like, it's got a red bow. And then the bow got, oh, and then there's like a red carpet with the rope. And they're walking towards the box. And then the rope, the, the, the ribbon on the box get pulled down. And like, there's this, Range Rover. I'm not good at cars. Like Vla. I don't know what type of Range Rover. Range Rover Vla. Oh, yeah, Vla. And there are balloons. Yes, just, and they're like black it. balloons, and they just hey, bruh, like levels, hey, like levels of surprises. So yeah, that's basically what was that. That's what everyone was talking about. What, what I was killed, on Instagram. What killed me about it is that these people looked very young. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. like you know, young. you know that statement. Oh, yeah. You know that statement, Jacuti. You think you're broke, but I mean, you think everyone's broke, but actually, you're the one who doesn't have money. Like, yeah, like what? Do, what are people doing that 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 get them this amount of money? Because I want, I want in too. <laughs> Yo, uh, so my biggest takeaway from that: shout out to the gentleman for gifting his wife like that. And I saw this other girl, yeah. like, and and someone was like, "Did you see her banging body?" I'm like, "Yeah, everything seems perfect about that couple." Dude right? gifted his wife a, a Range Rover Vela. Now here's my thing, yeah. Why is it? It's always dude doing these big, you know, grand gestures. Ladies, where are you? Why, why, why can't women hire Kev, the wedding planner, to do something nice for the girls, like for the guys? Why, what's wrong, eh, Miriam? Eh? What's well... going on? Hmm? I don't know. Maybe 
maybe we don't know. Like, do you know how difficult it is for guys? Ibo, if you gift me with a Range Rover Vela, I think that is not a difficult gift to give a guy. <laughs> like, don't even, uh, listen, I don't even have to have the box. Just give it to me in, Jane. Like, you know, just the way it is. As is. As is. You know what I mean? For, for a grand gesture. You know what? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. What if she doesn't have Range Rover Velour for money? Okay. Miriam, can I ask you though? But when you see this happening, mm-hmm. you between, you know, you're, you're, all three of us, you're the married one. How do you look at your husband after you see this? Do you look at him like, dude, what are you doing? Uh, no, actually, no, I don't. Mm. Because, like... <sighs> I don't know what's happening in their household. What if what if he beats her up every day and he's overcompensating for something that he's doing to her? And Ibo, we don't see Ibo. all that. Why are we all as No, listen. Ibo, no, why? No, I'm just saying. I'm why just does a rich nigga have to be a wife beater? I'm just saying. You asked me a question, which okay. is do I then look at my husband like, hey, what are you doing? No, I don't look at him like that because I know I'm in a, a loving relationship and I also get my equivalent of Range Rover Velour in whatever form that is. That makes me happy. It doesn't have to be like uh, an excessive um, uh, display of affection like that. But in any, I'm happy with the little things that I get. So, hey, little. yeah. Ish, little. Damn. Tonight, tonight. Not, <laughs> That's what Miriam said. Stop over analyzing. I'm I'm messing with Miriam. I'm I'm totally messing with Miriam. Um, I actually really really do like Miriam's husband. He is like such a stand up guy. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I just saw that. I'm like, Kev is at it again. His price is going up. I've met him once. We, I think we wanted where I work. We wanted to do an event. Hey, yo, bro, bro, dude knows his thing, man. Like, I ain't gonna lie, dude knows his thing. Uh, shout out to him. I like it when yeah. young, young Zimbabweans are able to, to do all yeah. that for other young Zimbabweans. It's just beautiful. I love it. And sometimes I wish those types of young Zimbabweans would be involved in things like tourism. I, I always, so many dope photographers, so many dope writers, so many dope creatives. And I just wish that they could be within, you know, the system of national planning and stuff without being hampered by, you know, bureaucracy and stuff so that they can just cook because this, this talent is amazing. But, you know, shout out to Kev, the wedding planner. I don't know if we're supposed to feel under pressure uh, because, you know, some people are like gifting their wives Range Rover Velas. I mean, uh, I'll gift uh, with the range of velvets, you know. Um, <laughs> that's what I can do for now. You know, yeah. You know what they you know what they say on social media these days because mm. it's like just do what you what's within your range. If yeah, your person man. doesn't appreciate it, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe she just isn't the right. one. Right. Yeah. Right. What should I give her? A picture of a Range Rover Bella. <laughs> what what should I give her? Myself. On your wedding night. Oh, oh. Hey. <laughs> I, I, I am a gift. Hey, hey. Hey, guys, can I ask you why? You know how girls are like, no, I am the gift. I am the person you're pursuing. Can guys also be the gift? Yes. Why not? A hundred percent, my guy. Why not? No. Can we also why be not? the gift? You know what I mean? Yes. Can you Me- be the gift? Just, just like for a birthday, like Jay, I'm your gift. 
I know. I'm saying like the narrative is women or oh, men. We we run, we pursue, and I don't have a problem with that. I love the the pursuing is actually fun, by the way. And the woman is like, oh, the gift. But us guys are also like, you know, human beings. We've got feelings too. Can't we also be a gift? Yeah. Like, Wait, wait, you're also a gift, but women are gifts that keep on giving, hey? Hi, well, what are you, you giving? You buy a woman a house, you make it a home. Yeah, but, I, 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 but I bought the house. I'll give you a child. What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, but, but I made you a mother. The gift that keeps on giving. How does it keep on giving? Yeah, I, yeah then, okay, so how come, how come people give their wives push presents and husbands don't get push prisons <laughs> <laughs> you know we should husbands should get push prisons too they should i think yeah what you want a push prison yes a push prison for giving you a child but it's not like it's like we we made the child it's not like i just Exactly. You know what I mean? You know? You're not giving me the child. You are baking the child. Yes, you deserve a lot. Yeah, I'm the other. Exactly. But so I'm the, you just but I'm, your own wish. I won't. Ah. Ah, all right, guys. But you you're know, the one, the baker. <laughs> I, I wanted to say something like that, but I mean. <laughs> you're the ingredient. You're, you're the one, you're no, the you, ingredient. You cannot, you cannot just, just, just. You know, uh, reduce us to being ingredients. You make me look like just pepper. <laughs> of I don't know why pepper we doing in a cake, but <laughs> like yeah, with the oven. I know. We regulate. We bake. We mold. Eh? It's a beautiful experience <laughs> because you know what? In life, you only women can be like, I carried you for nine months. Like, can ask guys can't do that. You know, I mean, I can't be like, yo, I carried you ever since. You know, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> In honor's in honor's case, I've killed you since for the past twenty years. You know, so <laughs> well, well, half of you, uh, what could have been you? Or I don't know. Anyway, guys, um, it's been great. I think we should stop it here. Uh, it's been great. Thank you so much for joining us on Nine Nine and the other guys. Um, thank you for listening to the show, Mark. Uh, where can people find you? Hey, I was about to say this weird joke, but I'm like, not now, too soon. <laughs> too soon. Wow. Uh, yeah. I think I know what you're going to say, but I like, know. wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you thank it, don't laugh. You're going to hell too. I'm, out. <laughs> I'm thanking it. <laughs> no, no, no. I want you to watch this joke. Nah, nah, it's okay. People, hey, no, nah, people, nah, nah, nah. people know where you won't be found. If you don't get it by now, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mark is not getting it. Nah. <laughs> anyway, where can nah, people? Nah, it's okay. Where, where can people find you, Mark? Nah. <laughs> and he got it. <laughs> and he clicks like now. <laughs> oh, while we're at, I want to give um. Hold on, hold on. I want to give a big shout out to at CGI Muronda, the, the saint on twitter thank you so much for listening it's always great talking to you on on twitter as well and i also want to say um where is this i'm looking for his name i want to say probably uh his name is uh tiwi kiwi 17 on twitter uh on twitter uh, tower um shout out to you thank you so much for listening i really appreciate it. i think he's your friend mark tiwi kiwi 17 uh is it tiwi kiwi or tiwi kiwi i don't know it's tiwi kiwi 
Uh, I'm trying to make it sound gangster. Which uh, <laughs> is someone's name? It's Tiwi Kiwi, right? Okay, his name is Tawanda Kawa. All right. But it says Tiwi If you look, his Twitter, his Twitter handle says Tiwi Kiwi. Tiwi Kiwi. Oh my gosh. It sounds cute. Like Tiwi Kiwi. Anyway, cool. Um, shout out to you, Tiwi Kiwi. I, I really do appreciate uh, the conversation we have. And please do keep listening, send it and share it to someone. I, I like his Twitter bio because it says, looking for the how to adult manual. I'm writing my own too because the pen is mightier than the sword. You know what's more mightier than the pen and the sword? The type of job that can allow you to buy a Range Rover of a love for your wife. <laughs> I swear to you. I mean, you know, you don't need to think about adulting when you've got that. Uh, Mark, where can people find you? Definitely not at the church. <laughs> I'm not going to laugh at that. I'm not laughing I'm on, at all. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> We're not going to do that as well. You know, I'm on Twitter. Shauna Pride. Sorry? At Kimes. At Kimes, yeah. Mark. Um, then WhatsApp. Hi, my DM. It's very dry. Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay. I'm myself out there. Uh-uh. Yeah, your DMs are dry. Uh, cool. Uh, Miriam, where can people find you? Um, people can find me on Facebook. Um, Captain Cakes. You can find me on Twitter too. Like I'm, well, I'm, like, I'm not that active on Twitter, but I am kind of. Isn't, isn't it Captain Cakes <laughs> and Confectionaries now or something like that? No, on socials. I told you on socials it's Captain Cakes. So on Instagram and Facebook it's Captain Cakes, and then okay. on Twitter um, it's at Miri underscore Miyakutsuka or Capta or Miri Captain. <laughs> Shout out uh, online, online on all social media platforms. Thank you so much for listening to the show, and follow us at Nayonai Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we talk more on Twitter, and yeah. Until then, it's goodbye for now. Bye. And now, Capital 263.